Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023. Secret Service can't find who's a cocaine culprit at the White House. Who could have done it? We're going to cover all of it in this show. Are they covering up for the Bidens again? Yeah. Yes, they are. And Biden whistleblower and former Biden employee Mike McCormick joins the show to tell us who he thinks dropped that bag at the White House. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. If you're going to drop a bag on something, you might as well have it be uh, a denomination of currency that is worth something, right? If you're going to get paid a bag, why don't you stack it full of something of value? Now, I'm not saying trade in every one of your American dollars for gold, but I am saying you should trade in some of them for gold. Gold is the only precious metal that has withheld its value since the time of Christ and before they brought the Christ child gold. This is important because you are watching banks collapse, you are seeing stock market instability, and of course, Joe Biden has printed more dollars than the machines will even allow. They've melted the machines down in the Fed. This is now time to go to Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold is the only people that I trust with my hard-earned cash to diversify a little bit into precious metals. You can get up to $5,000 with free silver on a qualifying investment with protectwithbenny.com. Protectwithbenny.com. My friends at Allegiance Gold will take care of you. Go to protectwithbenny.com. Don't let the feds play Monopoly money with your hard-earned cash. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the Secret Service has closed down the investigation into who left the little baggie of uh, angel dust at the White House. Who left a little bag, a dime bag, of angel dust? Of, a, of, of, of powdery substance at the White House that we now know to be cocaine. They've closed it down. You can't find them. Couldn't find them. Not possible, ladies and gentlemen, according to the Daily Mail. You are not able to see who actually, we will never, we will never know. We will never know who actually brought the cocaine into the White House. Secret Service closes White House cocaine investigation. Biden administration is accused of cover-up Failure to catch suspect who left drugs in the West Wing locker, despite security cameras recording 24-7. U.S. Secret Service told Congress that they had narrowed the list of people down to 500 suspects. That's right. 500 people. And that's plausible. There's a lot of people in the White House. White House is a popular place to work. A lot of people there at all times. The agency has decided to close the investigation without finding the culprit. Agents just decided it was a weekend visitor. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, says Republican Rep Tim Burchett. Yeah, people are pretty pissed about this. The Secret Service went up to Capitol Hill and started briefing members of Congress on this charade. Marjorie Taylor Greene was the first to a microphone to say this, all of this is some bullshit. Watch. My question to them was, have they drug tested this list of 500 potential suspects that brought an illegal substance, a drug, cocaine, into the White House. Their answer was no, and that they're unwilling to do so. Uh, it makes no sense to me whatsoever 
why they would not follow through on one simple task, and that is to drug test a list of 500 people that they have um, that are potential suspects for this. When the American people uh, every single day go through drug tests in order to do a job, a job, by the way, that brings them a paycheck where they have to pay their taxes. And guess what? Their tax dollars go to pay for all of our salaries and they pay for the Secret Service. Um, this is a failure of this investigation to not perform a drug test on these people. Uh, this, this list of approximately 500 potential suspects. Um, there are other concerns there as well. Uh, how there's a cubby box that has a key, how, how they found that it left open um, and the drugs were in there. Um, there's also a failure with the, the amount of cameras they have. And I just don't find the excuses on how we can't find out who had cocaine in the White House. Who had cocaine in the White House? Now, there's a couple of really important things that we got to cover here. One is the Biden family history with illegal drug use. All right. So Occam's razor says make the least assumptions possible. That's going to be the correct assumption. The least uh, sort of big leaps that you have to take uh, in order to figure out who brought cocaine to the White House, uh, that's probably going to be the right suspect. So they say there's 500 people that could bring cocaine into the White House. And I say that's trash. Because have you ever been to the White House? I'm sure the Secret Service is aware uh, that the White House has some really locked down security protocols that when you go into the White House as a visitor, you are sniffed by drug sniffing dogs. If you bring a camera, you have to disassemble the entire camera that you need to submit your social security number in order to even be welcomed onto the White House grounds like I do every single time I have to go to the White House, not in the Biden administration, but it went a lot during the Trump administration. Didn't matter if you were press, you have to get shake down every single day. Think about it. Think about it like TSA on Coke, for lack of a better uh, metaphor here. It is like a super muscular, super amped up security system that is like way bigger and way scarier than TSA. So you ain't just walking in with cocaine. And that's what some of the major congressional leaders are saying right here after this briefing. This briefing is the big news of the day. They went up to Congress and they went to Republicans. Lauren Boebert here tweeting, I was informed this morning in a secret meeting that the cocaine culprit investigation will be terminated with 500 potential perpetrators remaining. We cannot allow this to happen. The American people deserve to know who smuggled cocaine into the White House. Now, Lauren Boebert went on and made some pretty massive news that this was not the first time that somebody had brought cocaine into the White House. This from John Solomon, Lauren Boebert says Secret Service briefing drugs discovered three times at White House since 2022. Boy, who's been in the White House since 2022? How many bags of drugs were discovered during the Trump administration? Boebert says that Secret Service briefing on drugs discovered three times at the White House since 2022. Secret Service told lawmakers they plan to close the investigation in spite of the fact that they have found bags of drugs pretty much every single day rolling out of the Oval Office, Republican Representative Lauren Boebert said the Secret Service has found three times bags of drugs inside of the White House. The Colorado lawmaker confirmed that the Secret Service official said that the briefing in the agency that they likely wouldn't find suspects in the cocaine discovery. There's a list of 500 individuals. They looked into their backgrounds for prior drug records or use, and nothing was determined from their analysis. The Secret Service is very eager to close this within a couple of days. Well, this wouldn't be the first time 
that the Secret Service has attempted to close down an investigation. And oh, by the way, the lack of curiosity from the media has been astonishing. Here's this hilarious tweet of what they did to Donald Trump when Donald Trump was wanting to nominate a Supreme Court justice. This is Amy Comey Barrett's nomination. They went down and they like took this photo of Donald Trump and they went through and they crossed, like they showed every single person in the audience and their proximity to Trump and called it a super spreader event. Look at this, White House Rose Garden attendees who has tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh, they went through, they mapped it all out. They did the red thread on the walls, everyone at the New York Times smoking cigarettes. See if you can spot the difference between the way the New York Times covers this and the way that they're covering the cocaine in the White House. Secret Service says, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. Hmm. Well, at least uh, COVID and cocaine are the same things. They're illegal substances from foreign nations, uh, in you know, intended to hurt Americans. But the fact that drugs are being found in the White House, what does that say about the people who are working in the White House? Who sells drugs? Drug dealers. Where do they get the drugs? Typically, stuff like Coke is not made here in America. You don't have the raw materials for it. It's it's cartels that make cocaine and traffic cocaine. It's cartels that have the systems to get cocaine into America. It is the most evil people on the world, in the world. Drug traffickers, human traffickers, sex traffickers. So if somebody is in the White House and they are habitually encouraging and using the cocaine, the, 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 it's essentially engaging in the profiteering of Sinaloa cartels, the cartels that we're at war with, people that are at war with America, that's traitorism on its face. That's just being a traitor, okay? Somebody who's not a traitor, somebody who worked at the White House, somebody who's very smart, smarter than me. I don't like self-referential stuff here. So, uh, you know, even though I've been inside of where this bag was found, I'm going to play you a Bongino clip here in just a second. And later in the show, we're going to be joined by a Biden whistleblower who knows the Bidens and who worked at the White House for 15 years, Mike McCormick. And he's going to be able to tell you exactly what's happening here. But if there is a, if there is a little baggie that has to be left inside of these cubbies, this is where they said this was inside of the West Wing entrance. This is the West Wing right here. I've been inside of this room. I've been there without a bag of cocaine, but I did have to deposit my cell phone. I did have to deposit my keys and a package of gum inside of one of these little lockers. There was a camera on me at every second of every moment that I was inside of the White House because I'm next to the West Wing. I'm going to interview President Trump inside of the West Wing. That is why security exists in order to protect the president inside of this very special entrance. This is not the normal entrance. Trust me, there was not 500 people standing in this entrance. They're covering up for the Bidens. There was not 500 people standing in this entrance. This is a very rare place to enter the building. This is where only diplomats or members of the president's family or people that are there to interview the president enter the White House, okay? So they are lying to you. They've also lied to you about where the cocaine was found. They've also lied to you about who was at the White House at that, that time. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, ladies and gentlemen, please hear it from me. I've been through these corridors a couple of times in my life. I've been honored to go to the White House. Listen to Dan Bongino, who is a Secret Service agent who knows this White House as good as probably anyone living. All right. Worked there manned the guard towers and was a service agent protecting the president inside of the building. 
Listen to what he has to say about who is responsible for this bag of coke. You have to go into one of those checkpoints. They surround the entire 18 acres. So whether this cocaine was found in the Lincoln bedroom or in, say, the diplomatic reception room, it doesn't matter. Somebody had to bypass a security magnetometer checkpoint to get that in there. Do you understand? It, it doesn't matter. Once you, the 18 acre complex is like a ring surrounding the whole thing. The only way to get in is to go through one of those checkpoints, right? So now you have to ask yourself, well, who could have possibly went through a checkpoint and brought cocaine in? And the answer is no one. It's someone who would have bypassed the checkpoints. Well, who bypasses the checkpoints? The Secret Service with the protectees. Biden, the Biden family members, Jill Biden. The Secret Service doesn't go through the checkpoints. They have guns. What the hell are they going to go through the checkpoints for? To detect guns? Yeah. So who could it possibly be? It needs to be somebody with a hard pass. It needs to be somebody who the Secret Service wouldn't check. I went to the White House for their Christmas party, the last Christmas party uh, in the Trump administration. I was walking in. I know exactly who I was standing next to, Molly Hemingway. She's a great pundit. Uh, writer at The Federalist, actually somebody who probably published this awesome article here. We'll toss it on screen. The White House that tracked down grannies after Capitol riot wants you to believe the cocaine caper has them stumped. Yeah, that's right. With a with a great photo there of who could possibly who it could have possibly been. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I was standing right next to Molly Hemingway and we had to walk on a rubber mat that was as big as a grocery store aisle at Walmart. And that rubber mat at both ends were two German shepherds. Those German shepherds were there to sniff for bomb paraphernalia and for drug paraphernalia. You ain't getting past them, okay? I'm just putting that, I'm just laying that down. Hard and fast. You ain't getting past those drug sniffing dogs, okay? Unless you're a member of the family and you have a hard pass and you can walk in. And I'm, I, I remember this specifically because I was, I was like looking at, I was looking at, Molly Hemingway being like, yeah, hey, man, you know, Molly, you better not be you you better not be uh, 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 doing a, a little bit of nose candy. Molly Hemingway, straight as an arrow, of course, but it's memorable because we, there was such a like heavy shakedown here. Now, before I get into who we believe this actually was, I want to state for the record that there is a protection racket around the Bidens that have always been there. And the first sign of trouble is when they start to lie about who was actually in the building. The first sign of trouble, when I said, wait a second, this is all a cover-up, was when I saw cringe Jean Pierre say that the Bidens weren't even at the White House. Oh, wait, how dare you ask about the Bidens, this being a member of the Biden family. They weren't even at the White House, cringe says in our nuclear cringe of the day. Can you just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So, <laughs> okay, I, I hear you, but you're asking me a question, so I'm answering it for you. Um, and so that's why he said the Hatch Act. So I would, I would, you know, 
have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly what he was trying to say. So that's number one. So we're not avoiding the question. That is not true. We've answered this question, litigated this question for the last two days exhaustively. Um, you know, there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And, uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked a question. As you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. Uh, okay, well, let me show you something that is also incredibly irresponsible. Is you lying from the press, press dais when we absolutely know that you're lying? Here you go. Here's the tweet. Here's the official press report, the pool report. These are called the poolers. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. Fact check. Press secretary said it was irresponsible to report on the White House cocaine because the Biden family were not here on Friday. Hunter and the White House... Hunter was at the White House on Friday, according to the official White House press, Pooler. Pooler saw Jill Biden, baby Bo, and Hunter Biden climb into the presidential SUV. President Biden followed a few minutes later, motorcade rolling to Fort McNair on Friday. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, too bad for your stupid effing narrative. I'm so tired of these people. The other sign of trouble is one, they're going to lie about the people in order to protect. They're going to lie. So why would they lie about where the fam first family was? Well, they're trying to protect a narrative here that it wasn't the first family. You doth protest too much. And then when you, you know a Biden's involved, when the deep state gets involved, here's Christopher Ray talking about how the FBI just happens to now suddenly be involved in the cocaine, cocaine caper at the White House. You know what? The cocaine went to a to a FBI lab and they couldn't find any DNA evidence on a bag that was shoved up someone's nose. Sure. Couldn't find any fingerprints. It's miraculous. Just like they can't find the Hunter Biden laptop. Watch. Is the FBI assisting the Secret Service in the uh, investigation as to how cocaine wound up at the White House? Uh. Yes, I want to be a little bit careful about what I can say here because the Secret Service is leading the investigation. But uh, as is standard in an investigation uh, where white powder is found, uh, the FBI's lab uh, personnel did an evaluation to determine whether or not there was a, you know, sort of biological. Is that the only assistance? We have, that's only assistance we've done so far. We have offered the full range of our assistance uh, to the Secret Service uh, if they want to use us. Hmm. Hmm. Well, who could they possibly be protecting? And what is the thread here? The greater thread here, as displayed by Dan Bongino in this tweet, is that this is obviously a family matter, so to speak. There's absolutely zero chance that anyone other than a family member brought that cocaine inside the White House complex. This coming from a former Secret Service agent. No chance that it would make it past the mag security checkpoints. Families bypass those. That's all you need to see. And what did the Biden family look like on the 4th of July? Well, we've played you these clips, but we think that they're important as they reveal sort of the uh, strange behavior of Biden family members on that night. Hunter Biden snorting 
I don't know, man. I don't know what he's got, but that's Hunter Biden powdering his nose, as they may say, running off from where he thinks the cameras have him. Why are you behaving in such a weird way? This is supposed to be some kind of like lovely event where you're standing on the balcony with your family. What's going on with Hunter? Why is he walking out like this? Is he walking out sweaty, grabbing his hair, uh, like clearly incapable of like handling himself? Like looking like looking like a looking like a hot mess, like just an absolute mess. What's in that little red backpack that Hunter always has? Why is a grown ass man carrying a little red backpack with him everywhere he goes? Like a teenager. Like a grade schooler. It don't make no sense. It, well, uh, unless, of course, you are a historian of the Biden family crimes, which, of course, we are on this program. Joe Biden had his son's first cocaine caper expunged. Why wouldn't he have his 400th? The first cocaine caper that we know of for Hunter Biden in 1988 on the Jersey Shore. Hunter Biden had his arrest record expunged when his father was pushing for the incarceration of drug offenders. Drawn disproportionately from minority groups. That's right. So on the Jersey Shore, Hunter Biden was arrested. The year is 1988. I'm one years old. And Hunter Biden, as an 18-year-old, was arrested for possessing cocaine. Hmm. That continues, by the way, that entire uh, operation where Hunter Biden uses a drug that his father is putting hundreds of thousands of young black men in prison for. And then his daddy makes the phone call to get his kid off. This, ladies and gentlemen, from The New Yorker. Uh, Joe Biden grew up around relatives with alcohol problems. At a young age, he decided to abstain. Hunter, who spoke frankly about his struggles with addiction, started drinking socially when he was a teenager. Then, when he was a student at Georgetown, right next to the White House, in the early 90s, he took up smoking and occasionally crack and cocaine. He was hoping to buy cocaine once, and he was sold a piece of crack. He wasn't sure how to take the drug. I didn't have a stem, Hunter said. Ooh, he knows all the lingo, a stem. I didn't have a pipe. Improvising, he stuffed crack into his cigarette and smoked it. Hmm. It didn't have much effect. Well, it might have had an effect on your father, because, you know, Joe Biden is the guy who passed these crack laws. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Hmm, judge don't have a choice. But, you know, it's interesting because while Joe Biden is sitting there bragging about passing laws where people get guaranteed jail time for crack, never seemed to apply to his son. Let's continue. Hunter Biden was kicked out of the Navy when a routine drug test found that he had cocaine in his system. He blamed it on two African-Americans that he bummed the cigarette off of. Hunter Biden kicked out of the Navy for cocaine. This is an illegal substance. He thought he could get away with being a Navy in the Navy PR office doing coke. Blamed on two black guys. Interesting. I'm starting to sense a trend here. It's starting to sense like the uh, corn pop trend here, right? 
Didn't work out great for Hunter in the Navy. 44-year-old Hunter Biden, Vice President Joe Biden's youngest son, was discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine. Hunter was commissioned in May 2013 and assigned a coveted position as a public affairs officer in Norfolk, Virginia. But U.S. officials confirm the very next month after reporting to his unit, Biden was given a routine drug test, which he failed. Hmm. That's too bad. So time and time and time again, not only is Hunter Biden admitting to cocaine use, not only is he filming himself using these drugs. We have plenty of films of Hunter Biden with piles of crack rocks, piles. Let's get that loaded up. Piles of crack rocks filming. Uh, Not only is he admitting to it on camera, filming it on camera. But he's also getting every single one of these records expunged. Why is there never any penalty for this guy? Why? Why is there never any penalty? This will play next to me. You're going to love this. Piles of crack rocks filmed on Hunter Biden's cell phone. The Secret Service knew about this. The Biden family knew about this. There was never any punishment. We can count four times at least where Hunter Biden was given a total pass for piles of drugs on his person. You starting to get like starting to get the message here? Yeah. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, and I mean maybe it's Hunter. He's just on the list, okay? He's just on the list. And also more importantly, we know that Hunter has himself his own very special protection racket. The Secret Service inserted him themselves into Hunter Biden's gun charge case. This is one of the strangest, most unsolved mysteries in America. When Hunter Biden illegally purchased a gun and lied on his federal NICS form, his federal background form, that he was not on controlled substance, he was not on an illegal substance, narcotics. Hunter Biden lied on that form. And then the Secret Service, once Hunter Biden threw that gun into a dumpster next to a high school, the Secret Service showed up at the gun store and demanded the paperwork. Joe Biden was not a protectee at the time. Why the hell is this happening? I mean, I'll leave it, I'll leave it up to you and your wondering uh, curiosity to figure that one out. The Secret Service protecting Hunter Biden time and time and time again above the law, time and time again. And it's not just Hunter Biden ain't just the only kid. I mean, listen, I would want to I, I would want to do any drug on Earth if my father uh, decided to hop into the shower with me for fun. Ashley Biden caught doing lines of cocaine apparently. Ashley Biden is caught on a 90-second video ripping lines at a party. That was a video that was to be sold uh, to the press. I'm not sure that that it ever went public. Apparently, Ashley also has her own demons with all of this. Could it potentially be Kamala as well? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've all seen images and footage of Kamala Harris. We've all watched the way Kamala Harris speaks. Something's got to be up inside of that noggin. A couple screws got to be loose. But the administration is extremely excited about the potential of just simply blaming it on the token black member of the administration. Watch. Kelly, the big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but 
it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. Hmm. It just so just so happens to be the entrance that the vice president uses. Just throwing that out there in case anybody has any pomade for corn pop. Remember, I, I continue to have to remind people Joe Biden fought corn pop because he had too much pomade in his hair. And then Joe Biden said that he went out and got rusty razor blades and chains in order to uh, allegedly kill uh, this young black guy that was swimming with too much pomade in his hair. Joe Biden then admitted to calling him a slur, Esther, as in Esther Williams. This, this is all this is all based on Joe Biden's own admission. Then he said that the, um, he liked it when the kids rubbed the hair on his legs uh, and made the hair on his legs stand up. Okay, got it. So there is a way to fight back here. And there is one man who is fighting back, and he has a really good track record. And we're going to give you a little bit of hope <laughs> here in just a moment. Sure it would have been interesting if somebody had been, I don't know, filming at the time or could have captured the person with the cocaine. There's cameras everywhere. They know who has the cocaine. They know who it is. But you could have also been filming on a cell phone. And if you were using Patriot Mobile, which is what we use, you would have been able to upload that video right to Twitter. Oh, look, it's KJP with the cocaine. Who knows? Who knows? You got to You got to account for the behavior somehow. Everyone's sniffing and snorting, tweaking in this White House. Three times they've found drugs in this White House. What am I saying here? I'm saying use Patriot Mobile for breaking news, for solid connections throughout the country. Some of the best and in fact, the best when it comes to being a non-woke cell phone company. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian, conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You get the best possible service without any of the propaganda. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Link in the description. Stop giving your money to people who hate you. Ladies and gentlemen, if I could give a single dollar to a single investigation, uh, it would be to the lawyers who work for Jesse Waters' show. You know me. I'm a big Tucker guy. I canceled my Fox Nation. I've got to tell you, like, you got to call balls and strikes. Jesse Waters straight up, like, is doing the work here. He has his lawyers firing off letters, FOIA requests for the logs, White House logs, and also for the videotape inside of the White House. Check this out. We put a freedom of information request in for him. We're not going to stop until we get it. We've also requested surveillance footage. Primetime wants to see who went in and out of the library, the cubby area, and outside the situation room. We deserve answers. You deserve answers. They don't want to give us the answers. And that's why the FBI hijacked the investigation. Mm. This from the guy who actually is the only reason why we got Nancy Pelosi's husband's mugshot when he was drunk driving and put people's lives in danger. He smashed into a good dude's car, nearly killed him. Paul Pelosi blacked out. What was Paul Pelosi on? Maybe it was Paul Pelosi's little dime bag. How many ever asked, like, where was Paul Pelosi that night? What like what ha well, like what hammer time party was he going to? 
Everyone needs to know. These are questions that need answering. And we need to talk to the experts. Luckily, we know someone who's worked in the White House for multiple administrations, somebody who is brave enough to be a whistleblower on the Bidens and the crime, somebody who knows the Bidens personally, and who is been spending his life uncovering their crimes. Ladies and gentlemen, a very brave man joins the show right now. His name is Mike McCormick. He's a Biden whistleblower. He's a former White House employee, and he's probably going to have some opinions on who dropped the bag here. Gentlemen, we are joined now by one of the bravest men in America, former Joe Biden stenographer, White House employee for multiple presidents, Mike McCormick, a whistleblower and also a hero to the American Republic. Thank you, Mike, for being on our program. Thanks for having me back, Benny. It's great to be back. So we've been discussing the White House specifically and the security of the White House. I'd like to ask you a number of questions about Joe Biden, his business dealings, but I would like to really focus in on your personal knowledge of the White House and this cocaine that is apparently being swept under the rug like so many other issues with the Biden crime family. Can you talk me through how difficult would it be in your experience to bring a bag of narcotics into the White House? Well, it would be pretty hard if you're if you're a tourist or if you're a contractor. Um, I, I don't buy the story that Secret Service is putting out about this cubby hole. Um, you know, I, I would I worked there for over a span of fifteen years, mm -hmm. and I probably went in and out of that West Wing entrance a thousand times. And um, uh, when I was there, they didn't have those uh, cell phone cubby holes installed. That came later. But the site where it is, is, I'm very familiar with it. And basically, there's a guard station right beyond it. So you go in these double doors off West, West Exec. There's a little foyer, and there's this cubby hole where, you know, if you're on a tour and you're, or you're not allowed to bring your uh, cell phone into sensitive areas, you put it in there. I never had to do that. Because um, we use our cell phone when we were working as stenographers, even if we went into the, even even if we went in the Oval Office, some places in the White House they would have these cubby holes outside of them for like a really top secret uh, clearance meeting, and you put your cell phone in the cubby hole. I've done that a couple times there, um, but most day to day you don't use the, cell, the cubby hole. I didn't, so I'm not sure who would drop it in there on the Fourth of July when no one was around. And what really struck me as odd was the first dispatch calls, they talked about being in the library. They said EMS in the library. And that, to me, raised real suspicions. So you're saying that you don't believe because the story has changed multiple times, multiple times. We've cataloged how they originally said it was in the library. Then they said it was inside of a, a big tourist area where tourists go into the White House. And then we learn it's here in the West Wing entrance. You can actually, we're actually pulling up the map on screen here for you to see. This is a very specific entrance. I would like to just take a note here and pause and say, this isn't where they just welcome in the public into the White House. Right. Yeah. You can't go in that entrance for a tour. That's staff only. It's right across West Exec Boulevard. It's right next to the Situation Room. There's a guard station there that's manned, I think it's manned 24 hours. Most of my business in the White House was business hours, a little bit late night stuff. One time I went in there real late at night and I went in that entrance and there was a guard there that let me look around. Um, mm -hmm. But 
so I think there's always a guard there because the Situation Room has to be a 24-7 operation. I'm not sure it's been. I, I don't have that level of clearance. So why would they have this, the, the, you know, the, the story changed. It was yes. now it's the uh, Secret Service was doing a routine check, and they find it in this cubbyhole, and they shut down the thing. And the EMS gets called, DC Fire gets called for a hazmat situation, and they call it into the dispatch. We're in the library. They wouldn't make that mistake. It's the other side of the building from where the library is. And what's in the library is there's a bathroom in the library. And the bathroom is open for, like, if there's an in-house event, like there was a, um, a state dinner at the White House on the Thursday before. This was discovered on Sunday. There was a state dinner on Thursday. Hunter was there. That, li that library bathroom is where the men would go to the bathroom from that event. Also, that library is right around the corner from the elevator when the family comes down the elevator to go out in the helos for a lift to um, Andrews or to um, Camp David, which is what they did that Friday night. They went to Camp David. They come down the, the elevator. The library is right around the corner. If somebody's making a dash for the bathroom for some reason, it's right there. And that library isn't heavily traveled there's a rope and stanchion um in front of it so in other words it's on this the path of the white house tours like if there's an east wing tour they come in they peek their head in the library they look at it but they don't go in there no one goes in there and so where was this packet found i i have my doubts about i think the secret service is circling the wagons for the biden crime family and it's frankly pretty stinky this is a law enforcement agency, and it doesn't seem like they're upholding the law. Yeah, we have a map on screen here with the library in it very close. I mean, very obviously, a, a clearly a private area, not an area that's going to have a ton of traffic. And as you said, a personal bathroom off the side of it. You can see it here plainly on the map. So you're saying that they're lying even with the location Maybe they moved the location of the cocaine discovery into a potentially more high-trafficked area so they could say what they just said, which is there's over 500 suspects, which there very well may be 500 people at the White House, right, at any given time. That's certainly plausible. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, I do think that's what's happening. I mean, I hate to say it, but the the original I, – I listened to the, uh, the D.C. fire tapes. They say EMS in the library. Why would they say that? The, you know, the EMS, the, the people that are dispatched to the library, or, I mean, to the White House for a hazmat situation, they train on that. They know how to get in there and go fast, right to where they need to go. It's not, a, it's not like they're bumbling around in the smoke-filled room looking for it. They know where that White House is. They know where those things are. They went right to the library because they were told to go to the library. And I, frankly, am very suspicious of this whole process. We've just covered how... Corinne Jean-Pierre, we lovingly call her Cringe Jean-Pierre, uh, she lied and said that the first family wasn't there when they discovered the cocaine. But the pool report, the professional pool report written by the, sten the stenographers of the, the press, right? Now, this is just supposed to be the TikTok of the family, a reporter with the family at all times. This is how it works. There's one pooler and this person goes in. They're like, yeah, Hunter, Joe, Ashley, they were all there that morning. They were hopping in a car with so why would they lie? I mean, they're lot they're lying. It's verifiable lies. Wow. Yeah. If they're so that that library is right across in the diplomatic reception room. That's mm -hmm. the egress from 
the the uh, residents out to either the motorcade or the helos. Mm. And, you know, that's that library. So if you're making a panic run into the bathroom and you drop your your, you know, envelope, that's where it would fall. And, you know, the thing is, the library, it doesn't get looked at. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this uniform division does their job, so I'm not going to speculate on that. But I don't know if they were the ones that found it or if it was found by cleaning staff or something like that. Because they were coming back in. There was a big reception coming. Maybe cleaning staff went back into the library to um, clean up for the big reception. That night, there was people at, back at the White House um, for more uh, festivities for the July 4th weekend. So, you know, I don't know. So, Mike, it just it's just so rare to have somebody with such a breadth of experience. You said 15 years working for multiple presidents, multiple administrations as a, steno as a stenographer, meaning that you are witnessing some very private areas, some very private events. Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, like some of the more intimate moments of a presidency you get to witness. So can you talk us through like the security at the White House? Because in my limited experience, man, I saw drug sniffing dogs. I had to submit my social security number. I had to submit all these brat background checks just to enter the property. Uh, again, they had German shepherds sniff me up and down on a rubber mat to make sure I wasn't carrying anything in. If I brought a camera, it had to be completely disassembled. Like, I just don't understand who I don't understand how this could have been brought in by anyone other than somebody who gets waved past security. Maybe I'm right. wrong. Well, once you get a building pass, so I had a hard, it's called a hard pass. Um, had to do an FBI check. They do a background check. I was a contractor there for the first uh, 12 years. And then in 2014, we were turned into federal employees and worked for the uh, executive office of the presidency. So the FBI came into background check. They checked our sources. They go and look at, you know, arrest records, things like that. Everybody in our office passed it. We became employees. Once you get the hard pass, you can come and go pretty, pretty easily. I mean, if there's something in your pocket, they're just you go through a magnometer. If you after 15 years, you just go in and you make sure you don't have keys in your pocket and you don't have things that will trip the magnometer. And you just go through. You could have substance in your pocket if you're an employee with a hard pass. If mm. you're a family member who gets waved in on facial recognition, you mm. could also have whatever you want in whatever you're carrying. They won't look through it. And those guys don't get mad. They just walk in. They just mm. go right into the they go right into the uh, turnstiles. So that's how that access is developed. So but you're a staffer. You don't want to jeopardize your job by bringing stupid things in there. You know, every step I took in that White House, I took knowing that I was probably under surveillance and I wanted to do the best job I could. And I was never immoral or illegal in anything I did there. Mm. And so this it really does start to narrow down who this could possibly be. I did want to get your impression based on your knowledge of the Biden family uh, on this little thread that they've been putting out there. I've caught it in The New York Times. I've caught it on MSNBC saying, well, this is the this is the entrance that the vice president and her staff often use. Wink, wink. Your thoughts? Yeah, th I saw that. NBC came out with that. Um, Why well, put that in there? Every every uh, official comes in in their limousine and they drop them off at the side entrance. You know, the, the family walks in from um, the, the hallway in the East Wing. So, yeah, every everybody that walks in there, unless they're a foreign dignitary coming up the West exec entrance, 
I mean, I'm sorry, the West Wing front entrance, you know, everybody goes in that side side door. So Janet Yellen comes in as a treasury secretary. When the cabinet secretaries come in and do cabinet meeting, they all go in that door. Why do they single out Kamala Harris? I don't know. She's there every day, but so is the chief of staff. They go in that door. Why wouldn't they say, you know, it could have been uh, chief of staff? It could have been. So I guess if you were to look at this through Occam's razor and just do the least number of assumptions, you'd have to go back through and really look hard at somebody who's been arrested for cocaine and illegal substances multiple times. Hunter Biden, 1988, he's arrested. Then he admits to the New York Post that he I'm sorry, the New Yorker, that he's admitted that he used cocaine all through college. He used cocaine at Georgetown. So th this is in print. This is by his own admission. Then, of course, he films himself using illegal substances all the way up to getting kicked out of the Navy. Then he continues. Um, do you think they'll ever do a drug test on Hunter? I mean, th th this does seem logical. No. Uh, you know, he's a Biden and they just get a different level of scrutiny and a different level of legals. You know, they just live by a different They They're above the law as far as we can tell. Yeah. So in your experience with the Bidens, you were a stenographer for them. You were a stenographer on the on a trip to Ukraine with Joe. Uh, the covering up of these crimes and you've spoken at length about this. You want to be you want to go testify before a grand jury. I'm not sure that's going to happen. We'll see. Sure, it would be nice for it to happen. You want to testify about the Bidens and their their morality and how they conduct themselves in their business. Does this would like would would this square with your understanding, your personal understanding of them and how they operate? The cover up of a cocaine crime? Yeah. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I wrote my book, Joe Biden Unauthorized in 2020 Crack with the Democratic Party. There's a section in there called donors and drug dealers. Joe Biden gave a lot of money to Honduran drug dealers. Mm -hmm. And the trail of wreckage that's come out of that is just pure evil. You know, I, I went on a trip with him to Honduras in 2012, and we wound up landing in a nondescript air base outside of the capital city at the last minute. It was like a last minute diversion. And magically, and we were told on the on the plane, oh, I, you know, the mill aide came back, the military guy. He came back and he said, I made a mistake. I computed the length of the runway for our plane in dry weather. It's wet weather. We have to go to this other airport. Well, the vice president of Honduras was waiting there for Joe. And they rode together in the limousine to this meeting that he had with the president of Honduras. That president of Honduras at the time, a guy named um, Porfirio Lobo, his son is now serving 24 years in prison for smuggling cartel level amounts of cocaine to the U.S. Joe Biden met with that guy. And who knows what he talked about with his vice president and who knows what she brought out to this nondescript airbase. And there was no press on the plane. So there was, like you said, there was no press pool report. There was no pool reporter on the plane to say, oh, by the way, we diverted to this nondescript airbase. So that was 2012. By 2014, this guy's out, this uh, Porfirio Lobo is out of office. And the next guy comes in is uh, Juan Orlando Hernandez. He's now in prison, arrested by Joe Biden for smuggling, along with his brother, 138 tons of cocaine into America from 2002 through 2020. We gave them in 
foreign assistance through Joe Biden, $500 million from 2014 to 2016. This is Joe Biden doing business with the cartels. The, the, uh, the Sinaloa cartel was heavily involved in the Honduran government. Joe Biden knew it. And I've been writing about this in my Substack, and there's more coming out. Wow. I mean, I guess that does really belie the point here, which is that whoever is using cocaine is clearly not only using an illegal substance, but is supporting people who are at war with America. So if you're using cocaine inside of the White House, you're supporting the cartels, the drug traffickers, the child traffickers. I, it, it, that that seems so so deeply unethical and traitorous. You know, in uh, part of the, the last substack I wrote, Hunter Biden had a warning, an email warning from the Secret Service. Giving you a heads up, one of the guys you met with uh, in um, Chihuahua, Mexico, this is in 2011, he met with these guys in Chihuahua, Mexico, is the father-in-law of a guy in the Juarez cartel in Mexico. That guy was just, they just tried to assassinate that guy. So he gets this email. You were in a meeting with a guy, and Hunter's tries to play it up. Oh, I didn't know who they were. Where were, where were we? Were we in El Paso? Were we in Chihuahua? A month, two weeks after he has this this email, this guy, this meeting, he goes to Bogota, Colombia. There's a lot of business between the Bidens and and Obama and the cartels in South America from 2014 to 2016. And now look what's happening along the southern border. Wow. Wow. So you believe that this could be an extrapolation uh, in order this could be a this could be a business deal between the, the opening of the border because people are making billions of dollars, sex trafficking, human trafficking, child trafficking on the border, and the Bidens are just opened them up for business. You're saying that that could be potentially a, de a deal that was constructed over the last 10 years. A deal constructed over the last 10 years. And now, you know, it's like that um, Goodfellas movie where they make the crime and then they start cleaning up the witnesses. So the guy whose son is in prison, um, Porfirio Lobo, his son, a month, a, a year ago, this summer, was murdered in a uh, hit by a kill squad in the capital of Honduras. You know, these are really ugly, dirty dealings that America has been in, in the middle of. Joe Biden is in the middle of it all. And our money is going to fund it. It's disgusting. It's, like you said, traitor, traitorous. I would like to ask one final question based on your personal knowledge of the Biden family, Joe, Hunter, and that dynamic. This story keeps popping up, and we keep covering it on the show, and I can't figure it out, Mike. And perhaps you can help me and illuminate for me what's happening here. There's a story about how the Secret Service went to go and try and hoover up the gun records for Joe Biden and his um, – correction, for Hunter Biden at the gun store that he bought his illegal firearm from when he lied on his – federal NICS form and said, I'm not addicted to narcotics or illegal drugs. Of course he was. That's a lie on an ATF form. It would land anyone else 15 years in prison. But the curious thing, and this was reported in Politico, is that the Secret Service went and tried to shake this guy down. And they had multiple witnesses uh, proving this. And this is, again, published in Politico. They, they did their due diligence on this. They don't want to have to write this. But here is this case of the Secret Service when Joe Biden is not a protectee coming in and mopping up for Hunter, which is so, so curious 
right? This is so strange. Like, why is the Secret Service protecting this family? I'm not talking about, like, protecting Joe's life. I mean, you know, which is their job, obviously, and their duty, but, like, protecting them from a for, polit for political reasons, it seems. Well, you know, I got the laptop from Marco Polo Group, and I've we do a lot of discussions back and forth. And they're pretty smart. They've done a lot of digging into who the Secret Service were, what they were doing with, with uh, Hunter on this gun case, what they were doing with Hunter on some of the cocaine stuff that he was doing out in Los Angeles. That Their theory is it may have been former Secret Service agents who were sort of posing as Secret Service agents who approached mm -hmm. these guys and that they knew the, knew, knew the game and they could sort of put themselves off as, as that. That's one theory. Um, I don't think it was actual on-duty Secret Service agents. I hope mm. not. I really don't. Mm. But you never know. Wow. Okay. So you're saying in closing here that this is simply like a – this is this piece, this cover-up of a cocaine crime, narcotics – uh, the dealing of drugs, the, the the using of drugs, all of this sort of fits into the mosaic that you understand as the Biden crime family. Oh, yeah. These guys are evil. I mean, they're dealing they're doing personal dealings with cartels to open up the border in the south and wreak havoc in America to get Joe into the White House. That was one of their tactics to get Joe into the White House in 2020. And it's disgusting. It's it's traitorous. Yeah, it's traitorous. Something that's not traitorous, something that I might actually save the country is your Substack. We're going to pop it up on screen here. Mike, how can people support your work and follow some of your incredible insights into the Biden family? That's great, Benny. I appreciate that. Um, so you can subscribe to my Substack. It's free. You can be a paid subscriber. I really appreciate that. Uh, I, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Unauthorized. You can follow me on Truth Social at Joe Unauthorized. And um, but the Substack has there the back uh, archives is where you can dive into the backstories I have. Ukraine, Russia, China, the origins of the COVID uh, with Joe Biden and his um, operatives in 2017. There's a lot of stuff there that people would be really interested in in your audience because you've got a smart audience. You're a smart guy and you're really getting the word out to him. And I really appreciate you having me on here. <laughs> Mike, we we uh, are always proud to have you on because, quite frankly, I, do, I don't like to be self-referential in these things. It's important to have the experts on, the people who worked in the White House for decades and the people who actually know the Bidens. And it's such a brave thing to come forward and to speak. And so we wish you well and Godspeed, sir. Thank you. Well, that was fascinating. I love having a good repertoire of guests who can come on this program and can illuminate for us what may have actually happened. Joe Biden, drug smuggler, drug criminal. Yeah. Biggest drug, bi biggest human trafficker for certain. Biggest drug trafficker and human trafficker in, in, in existence based on what he's done to the border. Evil times, dark times, lies abound, psyops, psyops everywhere, evil people everywhere. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to take a stand. It's time for us to say no more of these degenerates in the White House. Three times they found drugs in the White House? Enough. Enough. We are a moral nation. We are a moral people. In the westernized world, we have the highest rate of belief in God of any nation. 
It's awesome. It's like at 80% belief in God, higher power, creator. And so we need to be centered on that. We need leadership that actually reflects that and that, can, that, 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 that stops disgracing our nation. That's why we always end our show with a Bible verse. Because at the very least, a Bible verse will remind us heading into the weekend with you and yours that there is hope and that we are not led by these Cretans. No, 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 no. They're not actually in charge. God is in charge. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, like cocaine. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit, like our show. Romans 8, 5. Yes, yes. Isn't this like, as you read this like, debauched and disgusting background of the Biden family, but like setting their eyes and minds on the things of the flesh. Yeah. Doesn't that just ring true? We are striving for something more. We are striving for something greater. Onward, Christian soldier. March, we have the victory. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this weekend in this, the greatest country on earth, America. We're fighting right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.